Time it is. Welcome to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. We do this every Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's your homeboy, the one and only, the big homie, the one they call Miles Dixon is definitely in the mix. Today we got a full house, so y'all got to hold on to your seats, hold on to your hats, because we are all about that right about now. I'd like to introduce you to one of my hosts. She's pretty today. She don't look like a boy. She, <laughs> she is all woman. I know y'all know it's Brittany, but here, right now, we call her none other than Swoops. What up, Swoops? Yeah. Good morning. You know what, Maj? You're so disrespectful. I'm just saying. You're just disrespectful. Um, you it know, make no sense how disrespectful you are. You know, I don't like you. you like, know? That's okay, but God loves me. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. So I woke up this morning. And you also like the devil, too. So, um, um, Everybody has a job to do. Okay. You know, I don't like attitude. Yeah, well. um, today we got a full house, and uh, we like to give a shout out to our producers and the um, engineers in the building. Tino and mm, Shanny Shan. I was about to call her Britta Shan. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to call her Britta Shan. I don't know. That would been terrible. close to Chanel. Chanel. Chantel. Chantel. Yep. And Brittany, well, you get on my work. nerves. So. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I don't care. We had, uh, we had some guests in the building. Yes. Um, talking about uh, a serious situation that goes on. And so I won't mess the word up because you know I'm tongue-tied a lot. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you none other than Duro Nolan. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show, Brother Miles. Greatly appreciate it. Yes. And also, Daryl is, uh, is one of the one of the um, uh, <laughs> I love Durrell. One of the partners in the, in, in the, in the pots, because we'll get to that later on in the show. Um, Daryl, why are you, tell them tell the people why you are here? Everybody keeps saying you look like Dame Dash. I don't see it, but whatever. Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> he definitely looks like Dame Dash. Yeah. Dame Dash twin in the building. Mm, there you go. Daryl Dash. <laughs> Daryl Dash. I like that. That's not like a bad uh, uh, Uber. Yeah, I'm about to Daryl Dash. I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to Daryl Dash. It. Okay. <laughs> so, Darryl, that one was good. Yeah, that was good. That was quick. I was quick on my feet. Yeah. Daryl, tell the people why you're here. I'm here to uh, bring awareness to a silent killer in the black community. And that silent killer is multiple myeloma. Multiply, multi, multiple myeloma. Multiple myeloma. Yes, sir. Okay, I think I said it right. You did. You okay. Did it. All right, that's good. Yes, sir. What about multiple? <laughs> let me get into this thing. Let me give a little background, actually, if I may. Yeah, um, sure. You know, so I can let the listening audience know who they're actually speaking to, I guess. Um, I retired from the UAW and Ford Motor back in 2020 as an international rep. And I had a good friend reach out to me on Facebook when I came out of hibernation. And before I even returned her phone call, I knew what she wanted. And I actually was looking for all the reasons to say, nah, I ain't doing that. You know, I'm retired. I ain't knocking on doors. I ain't begging nobody for nothing. Right. But as a good union guy, sometimes you can use, you know, information that whether it's a company or organization to support why you don't want to do something. So when I went on the website, first page, blood, cancer, and the black community. Wow. And I said to myself, you know what? God, you got a sense of humor because you know I'm not going to say no. And uh, recently I saw an interview where uh, Jay-Z, Jigga, was being interviewed by Kevin Hart. 
And Jigga said, hey, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So I thought when I retired, I said, hey, I'm going to do some traveling. I'll do some consulting. You know, I'm going to do me. I'm just going to enjoy, you know, the fruits of my labor after 32 years of giving to others. I'm going to do me. Uh-huh. So when I went on the website, the uh, the Leukemia and Lymphomia uh, Foundation, uh, LLS, the Leukemia and Lymphomia Society of Michigan, and when I saw that first page, I said, hey, I got to get in the fight. And so I took it upon myself, did a little bit more research, and there was an informational panel discussion being held down at Mario's. So I attended it, and there was a wealth of information that was given that I received, mm. and I'm in the fight. I've started this campaign with the foundation, and I'm out here grinding. I'm using every resource that I can to educate. Because wow. when I'm out in the streets and I'm talking to people, and I'll ask them the question, you ever heard of this blood cancer? They're like, you speaking French? Right. Mm-hmm. No, this blood cancer is serious. Right. It's a disparity in the black community in which the medical community is baffled by it. And we need to wake up and understand what could possibly take us out. So when I did my research, I found out that African-Americans can contract this blood cancer at a younger age versus someone who is non-black. And I found that to be interesting. But more importantly, if you want to get ahead of this thing, there's a gene called MGUS, M-G-U-S. Now, I'll let, you know, my partner in crime who will be coming on shortly, she'll give the breakdown of that acronym because she's better suited to do so. But I'm just in the fight, man, to bring awareness and raise some money. I take $5, I take $10, and I take $20,000 as well. I don't blame you. I take $20,000 myself. Um, this is a serious situation, and, it, and it's crazy because our topic of the day is, is it a burden being black? And, and and it's kind of it's kind of deep because overall we the health issues that uh, uh, African Americans or Black people is faced with is is, is, is really crazy. It and is it's due well, yeah. to a, a lot of it has a, di- a lot to do with our eating habits, our, diets, our, our diet, exercise, the, the food, the environment, the environment that we live in, and things like that, and our food intake, of course. But at the same time, we have to um, start to be more aware. And I will ask you the question that most people would ask ask me, is being aware enough? It's not, actually. Um, Well, one, I think that's the first step. Because the first step in recognizing a problem is to say, hey, this is a serious issue here. You know, when when you do your deep dive and you do your research and you find out that, and it's not just in this country from my understanding, you know, anyone that is a black, you know, ethnicity mm. it's around the globe mm. Um, mm. so yeah, you got to go further like you said miles you know you got to go the awareness and then you got to take better care of your temple as we know yeah most definitely so you definitely gonna take it so i understand you brought four friends along i sure and did. next on the mic is but, but i'm just saying he wasn't <laughs> along with you to sit next to next to you can you introduce her to the to our listeners please yes my partner in crime uh she has started out on this journey with me i'm gonna call her sarah b and she is Y'all in the rap group, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Okay. Sarah B. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So I serve as the statewide director for our of the year campaigns at LLS, which is basically a long way to say I am one of our fundraising leads for our efforts at LLS. Our main focuses are research, patient support, and education and advocacy. And so when we first met Daryl, we said there are a million ways that you could get passionate about our work and what is it that you're really most invested in. And he brought up that he had seen myeloma on our website talking about cancers in the black community. And so we led into that with what kind of um, discrepancies are there between the black community getting this blood cancer and any other ethnicity? And it is twice as high in the black community. Mm-hmm. Also, as a Caucasian patient, you could get this usually more in your 70s or your 80s. As a black community member, it's more like 50 years old, sometimes as early as 30 years old. Mm. And the scary part about that is the recurrence rate for this is about every five years. Wow. So if you get this in your 70s or 80s, you might battle it twice. If you get this in your 50s as a healthy black man, because it's predominantly in males, Mm. you could be battling this for the rest of your life. And it gets misdiagnosed really, really often because the major symptoms are back pain, fatigue, Um, easy fractures. Well, I mean, that can be written off a lot in Michigan as a bunch of things. If you work in a labor-intensive job, if you're active, if you get seasonal depression because our weather is terrible for like four months a year (laughs) where you're tired all the time, you might miss the symptoms. Well, I I definitely want to ask you a question because and um, uh, we have any doctors in the house and in the building. I just will definitely ask when they take all that damn blood. What the hell they do with it? Then? I mean, it, <laughs> no, like, they be taking pints of body. I, I had one doctor. My doctor took almost six valves out. I mean, right? Yeah. Oh, nothing's wrong with you. It took you six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it took six of them. So I'm thinking, like, when a doctor take the blood, shouldn't they be checking for those things anyway? Yeah, they should be. Now, that's a whole other area of our work is education, and it's education to the community members of what to look for. It's also education to healthcare professionals. And a part of that piece is kind of closing that health disparity gap of if you have a patient that comes in that is an African-American male, close to 50 years old, complaining of back pain, that this should be one of the first screenings that you do. So doctors are trained when they hear hoof prints to think, what's more common, a horse or a zebra? And so what they do is they start looking for the more common symptoms, which is you're an active guy. Let's take some time away from work. Let's get you to a chiropractor. Um, And they don't look at your blood for that. So it's educating the healthcare professionals on how to better serve the black community, educating the black community on how to advocate for yourself and say, when you go into the doctor, I think it's possible that this could be a blood cancer. Can you screen me for this? Uh, but they are checking. When they check six vials of blood, there are a million tests that require blood. So they're checking for a lot of things. But if you don't specifically ask, sometimes you won't get that test. Okay. Well, Daryl mentioned something about it being genetic. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what was the name of it that you said? Was the gene the, actually is MGUS. It's a M-Gus. gene. MGUS. Yeah. MGUS. That you can get tested for that if you have these symptoms, yeah. If you get tested for it, the likelihood of you contracting multiple myeloma has now increased. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you have the symptoms in which Sarah, Sarah just shared with the with everyone, you can get a head start on getting treatment so the chances of you beating or living longer has increased because you were proactive. But Sarah, I would like yeah. to say this, y'all. Uh, Sarah, I'm honestly, when you said 
for the black community to advocate for black community to advocate on anything it's sad that we need somebody like you yeah. in order to, for the voice to be heard in more major, in the majority of cases because other than that it sounds like we'd be complaining yeah. you know what I mean whenever black people speak up about their health they're living um areas or conditions we're complaining we need to be happy it's not like this or that and then we need someone like sarah to come about and 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 speak but then what happens when somebody like sarah gets weak Mm -hmm. when your morale and your and your passion goes and more into your family now your children growing up i'm not saying that you have children but your life changed where where does that leave african-americans in the medical field at that point Yeah, that's a great question. So what I'll say is I got to this point in my career and this focus in my career because I am it's not lost on me. God gave me a privilege at birth that I didn't ask for, uh, but it gave me a platform that people are going to listen more. And so I feel like it's my responsibility to elevate the voices around me because that this was not a fair right that was given to me and it shouldn't it's not equal and so my goal is creating a platform to be able to educate community members to be able to advance your voices and put you in front of people who unfortunately trust me first but will learn to trust the community once they've seen all of the science behind it and so that's kind of my goal is to get us to that point before uh, people like myself ever step away. But what I'll tell you is there's organizations out there that are full of people like us that just care about all of our community members and want to make sure that we're doing right by the community. And so the goal is that there's never a shortage of people raising those voices. I also want to speak to MGUS real quick. So myeloma is genetic in some form. So it is predominantly found in the black community, twice as high in the black community, because of a protein malfunction or mutation called um, MGUS. Now, that is not true for everybody that gets myeloma. So myeloma is a blood cancer, which means it can also be caused by high rates of chemicals and radiation. Mm -hmm. That's true for all forms of blood cancer. It's also why you see the black community getting blood cancer more often, because the black community is also finding that they're higher in breast cancer, colon rectal cancer, lots of forms of cancer. If you go through the treatment of those, if you go through chemo and radiation for those and the multitude of medications that it takes to get through a disease like that, you become a higher risk to then contract a blood cancer. Mm. And so that's why you're seeing it more in the black Mm. community in a lot of areas um, is because it's you're battling more forms of cancer. Well, wow. uh, yeah, thanks for being informed that. But um, I, I, I'm not going to mess up her name. So I like to introduce, I want you to introduce her to your third band member <laughs> <laughs> over here. Coming uh, to the stage, none, we have Majorie Major Brown. Majorie. Yes, Majorie. She had, she, she had um, um, you can talk, Majorie. There you go. Yeah, you can take it down. Go ahead. Okay, just to piggyback off of what was already said, when you talk about MGUS, uh, <clears throat> in science, we use a lot of acronyms. And, and, and that's okay because a lot of times you can't pronounce the words. You I know, know I can. They're tongue twisted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important that when you do say MGUS, you know, say what it is because there is somebody out there can say, oh, wow, there's somebody got a science degree and, and they'll be able to interpret and they can explain it better to say a person that may be afflicted with this. Yeah. If it's not them, it could be a family member. And just to piggyback off what they were saying, MGUS for the M is monoclonal 
And then you got the uh, gammopathy of undetermined significance. And it's a condition which is an abnormal protein, or they'll mm-hmm. look at it as M-protein, and that's formed in the bone marrow. So a mm-hmm. lot of times people like, they get multiple myeloma mixed up with bone cancer, and it's a distinct difference because right. multiple myeloma is within the bone marrow. You know, like if you have a piece of chicken and you know how to, the, maybe the chicken leg bone breaks, Bre- yeah. and you see this red stuff inside, mm-hmm. that's, you know, on a human, that would be where the multiple m- the cancer room. That's, that's it. Gotcha. That's mm-hmm. crazy as hell. We've been, see, Kentucky Fried Chicken ain't right. Um, no, no, I mean, the chicken but, is all right, but I just use that as an analogy. No, I you know, to kind of break it down. To break it down. To understand it. And so this uh, M-protein is formed in the bone marrow. And what it does, I don't want to get too technical, so let me just... No, you brought out the technical part. <laughs> Break it. Go ahead, get technical. Don't go, go get all crazy on us. No. Let's go deep. So what happens, I think somebody said that it's genetic. It is genetic. People are genetic, predisposed. But also, there's an environmental factor. Yes. Mm. So, you know, we live around a lot of... Mm-hmm. chemicals, toxins, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. that can exacerbate a lot of this problem. Mm. Now, multiple myeloma, I was told that my grandmother had multiple myeloma. Mm-hmm. Then her son had multiple myeloma. Mm-hmm. So recently, my brother passed, and he had lung cancer, mm-hmm. And it metastasized. So somebody says, well, he has multiple myeloma. He didn't have multiple myeloma. He had bone cancer. Mm. When well, there's a difference. There's a difference. You know, the way can- it when cancer generally metastasizes and it goes to the mm-hmm. bones, it's outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. But <clears throat> So bone cancer is, 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 I mean, yeah, bone cancer... Basically, it, it eats at the bones, and myeloma is inside of the bone. Inside, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, see, I got a little brain on. There you go. You own it, Miles. I was, you was, I was paying attention. You ready to practice medicine? Huh? No, but, no. But aren't, they, but aren't they finding out that um, a lot of the cancers are kind of genetic? Some of the cancers are genetic. Are they not? Some of them are, yeah. but then you got some that. The environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I'll say that because yeah. my, my sister, she had the Baraka One genes. Ours was genetic. Okay. So, um, yeah. What, yeah, there is a so, lot of so the, diseases out here. You can that, find out a lot, yeah. of, a lot of things with your genes. Yeah, yeah you can. Genetic testing mm-hmm. is so important so you, so you can be more proactive with some of the diseases. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, we all, y'all, watch, y'all watching the Rising Ground Morning Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, so I just want you to let y'all know what y'all watch. If y'all want, got a uh, question to ask anyone, give us a call at 313-266-2811. 313-266-2811. Um, Daryl, when you brought this to me, uh, when I met you the first time, I was I was fascinated at um, what you said, but how leukemia was even tied into this, right? Because my, yes. my cousin had died of leukemia. Oh, right. I'm sorry to hear that. And um, we was young. I, death, I'm like, mm-hmm. my cousin? She's just one year older than me. Well, come to find out recently, as I told my friend about you, Yeah, my, my cousin died of stomach cancer. Oh, wow. Mm. So I said, sorry what, I said, what the hell is stomach cancer? Is it such thing as stomach cancer? Pancreatic. 
Yes, there's stomach cancer. There's all types of cancers. There's all types of cancer. Yeah, but back in the day, true or not, a lot of things were just labeled as cancer because they didn't know what the hell it was. Well, yeah, but I think it wasn't. Technology is advancing and things are advancing. Again, like I said, with the genetic testing, which a lot of people are kind of promoting that you can find out so much more Mm -hmm. because everybody's bodies respond differently to um, treatment. That's why some treatment's working for some people, and it's it's a combination of things. So. For me, like, I don't necessarily look at cancer as a death sentence. No, Like, no, I dude. used to. Yeah, cancer is um, not a death sentence. No, it's not. No. It's just a matter of really kind of researching and... Going through it. And so you and, just got to get through it. And learning your body. Very and again, true. your environment and things like that. And I think it's all mind, body, and soul. Okay. So, Dora, you got something coming up um, Thursday, June 1st. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, we're about to play a video, right? We're about to go to a video. I didn't get a chance to say how multiple myeloma and underrepresented clinical trials, how mm. patients that have. Well, you can say it now. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm this, this is important. Let's not miss out on anything. Honestly, um, a lot of blacks are not interested in doing clinical trials. But you want to know why? Good, good point. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Can, I, can I jump in? Can Let me jump in because you know what, Major? I did a disservice to you and I want to apologize. Yeah. You know what? You need to let the listening audience. Share with you with your title, the company that you are the CEO of. Let's give that back. Yeah, let's get please. that. Cause she showed me a picture. She said, "I know you gonna say my name right." <laughs> you know, I I, 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 I graduated summer cool lobby. <laughs> I was valedictorian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Please, please check I'm getting corrected all damn day. <laughs> okay, so the company that. Uh, I found it, mm-hmm. along with two medical doctors and three other clinical research coordinators. I'm a clinical research coordinator. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Advancing Diversity in Clinical Trials. What we, our goal is to bridge that diversity gap in clinical trials. And we want to focus on recruiting and training African-American doctors, but not limited to to become principal investigators so that they can conduct clinical trials. And the reason why we want to target African-American doctors is because um, through history, um, patients trust and believe their physicians. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in the past, I worked on a clinical trial and I was informing them, informing us, you got to tell them what the trial is about, the risks, the benefits. The, you got to give them the whole shabam. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer. This is strictly volunteer. If not, you can, you know, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that during the Tuskegee syphilis trial. No. The people that's... were not informed. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the barriers that we're trying History. to overcome. Yeah. So when I was informing a patient, the doctor and I was informing the patient, the doctor leaves out. The patient, she was African-American woman. She says, Look, I told my husband, if I don't see no black people up here, I'm not getting involved. And historically, black people like to walk in a room and see their mirror image. They want to see. If we don't see that. Yeah, we're uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, we're uncomfortable. So if you get the doctors on board and they become principal investigators, they can educate their parents. Another group of people that you got to get on board if you're trying to recruit for a clinical trial. Mm-hmm. What y'all think it is? 
um, the Latinos. Nah, uh-uh. <laughs> who you think it is? Who do I think it is? It's another group of people that's gonna pull people in to educate them about clinical trials. Because remember, black people only believe two people in in the community. Oh yeah, most definitely. So who are those two people? Oh, uh, their mama <laughs> and their grandmama. <laughs> now, you know, they don't always listen. I'm a, okay, I'm going to break it down. Okay. Come on, uh, man. Break it down. <laughs> it's the doctor. They respect their doctors. Oh, he real smart. She real smart. She went to school. She a doctor. Oh, and they lawyer. Nope, not the lawyer. The ministers. Mm. They believe. Oh, those are the ones okay. I want. Those are the ones I don't. No, but wait a minute. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me tell you. When I was in Boston, in Boston, and I, I heard worked it. with the March of Dimes. Okay. And I, what okay. I had to do was to educate the African American community about the March of Dimes. They didn't know nothing about the March of Dimes, right? Mm-hmm. But the office that I had was like about forty. It was about forty miles outside of Boston. Black people don't leave their community. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh-uh. So. I still we got to bring the, the March of Dimes into it. We got to bring them into the community. So I said, well, what can I do? I said, I know. Let me call Reverend so-and-so. He's the dean of theology over at Boston University. Called him. Listen, this is Reverend Major C. Brown, daughter. You, you, bop, 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 bop. I, need you to, I need you to put all the black ministers together. I need you to put all the ministers together because mm-hmm. I need their help. Mm. I had a luncheon for him. The rest is history. I start pulling people in from the community, you know, teams, unwed moms, the whole nine yards. I got other, I par- partner up with other agencies, you know, to come in and talk to these women. I mean, it was, it was awesome. So I'm going to tell you something. All churches, or they should, but most of the churches that I've interacted with, I was just on a clinical trial last year, and I got in touch with a lot of, the churches in Amarillo, Texas, mm-hmm. and in the Washington, D.C. area, they got a health and wellness ministry. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So the health and wellness ministry is going to pull the people in. So I'm telling you, if for people, one of the things that we that my company will do, aside from training and educating physicians, we go in, we set up the clinical trials, but we also recruit. And see, I was on, I'm passionate about this because during the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic, I was working on a trial with a certain pharmaceutical company. At this particular site, we had to recruit, we recruited about 357 patients. Out of the 357, only about three were black. There were some Asians, but it wasn't more than 10. Mm-hmm. There were some Latinos, it wasn't more than 10. So this is the problem we had. So when, when you talk about multiple myeloma, by the time the patient is diagnosed with multiple myeloma, he has all these other problems. Mm-hmm. So he may not, or she, or she may not be able to get into a clinical trial because, you know, you got the inclusion criteria, the exclusion criteria. You got all these exclusion criteria. If you got reno, if you have a problem, you know, with the, uh, you know, like reno dysfunction, you're not going to be able to be in the trial. Yeah. So it's like what we have to do is we really do have to educate our people or people in general about clinical trials. Because if you fell on first line therapy, mm-hmm. by the time the person with multiple, multiple myeloma gets to the clinical trial, they, yeah, yeah. they have fell on first line, some other lines. So now they can't get in the clinical trial. 
And it's important, I think it's important for doctors to say, okay, Mr. So-and-so, this uh, treatment plan is not working for you, but XYZ Pharmaceutical Company has a drug that they're testing. Why not try to be A lot of the doctors are not referring their patients to um, clinical trials. Because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. when my brother had cancer, and I asked the doctor about, he, he didn't want to talk about clinical trials. I think people need to know the, 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 the survival rate of clinical trials as well. As they, as they know about the bad, they need to know about the good. Because mm-hmm. if, yeah. if they don't, what happens is, you, when you hear clinical anything, yeah, you yeah, think you you think you you're thinking of experiments, yeah. and then you think and then you thinking of failure, because everything that happens that got a positive result, failure had to come about. And then too, and I think a lot one of <clears throat> there are so many barriers that African Americans have to overcome, you know, as it pertains to clinical trials. You know, this a socioeconomic portion oh, of it, the distrust, and when you say distrust. Like people just say, well, I don't want to be a guinea pig. Stop using the term guinea, guinea pig. pig. <laughs> stop, you know, really, stop using. That's preclinical. That's before you get to the human. So, so I get it, though. Yeah, but, I get but, it. but here's the thing. Malcolm X said, don't tell a child not to cuss if you don't give them a word to replace it with. So what can, a, what can our community replace the word with? Instead of a guinea pig? Yes. You just, or experiment. You, yeah. you say that you are going to be... A participant. They, so see, there you go. That's, that's, that's what Bring I'm talking it. about. Come Bring on it. now. Bring it's it. participant. Bring it. You know. I wish I was just a participant. Uh, they need to do that so birth control part, the same part, way. You, <laughs> you are, you are a participant. A participant. Of a clinical trial. Yeah. For something greater. For something greater. And, and, and one of the things. Now, when I, when I was. You know, doing soft consent, soft consent in clinical trials is when you're telling the uh, participant mm-hmm. about the trial. I am very thorough. I explain the disease state. I explain the mechanism of action of the drug that's being tested, and I let them know if it's a double, if it's a randomized double blind, meaning that you got a placebo and the actual drug. I let them know there's a possibility you may get the placebo, you may not get the test drug. Mm-hmm. But I also let them know I bring up the Belmont um, report. The Belmont report came about after the Tuskegee, and this is to make wow. sure that we are protected. Yeah, your safety. You know, you are informed. So, you know, I tell people, although what happened for Tuskegee, the syphilis trial, the Nuremberg trial, and all these other trials, people were not properly informed and their well-being was not taken into consideration. But things have changed since then. Yeah, but but, but in all honesty, this is where, who do we believe? Do we believe the chicken, you know, the, the, before the head? You know, you know what the hell I'm trying to say. Well, you better believe me because I know what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, y'all, listen. So, um, that was some great information. Matter of fact, you, I, I need to get your information because I want to call you back on the show and do some other things. Daryl. Awesome. Yes, sir. Um, with this young lady right here, I do have to ask you one more question. What is your What is your advice? Because we, we got to switch out. What is your advice to those uh, to to those who want to be in clinical but are afraid, what advice would you give them to, or 
to not to lure, but to bring them in to understand it. What to help them become better participants? Participants. There you go. Participants. Well, number one, you have to be open minded. Mm-hmm. You got to do your research. How would somebody? And- how, how would an uneducated group of people in medical field get research? They need to talk to their doctors. And if their doctors don't have the information, then they doctors should be able to refer them to someone else. And then Google, all they got to do is Google. Google Mm -hmm. is is my best friend. It was my best friend in graduate school. Oh, so you cheated too? (laughs) I don't know if it's called cheating. (laughs) No, you know what it's called? If you don't have the answer for something, it's called thinking Thinking. outside the the box. box. That's what I told them, but they told me. People don't do that. Because everyone wants to rely on technology. Yeah, I I tried to do that. They said it was plagiarism. But anyway. um, (laughs) But that's how how you get it. And see, one of the things that we are doing with our company, Mm -hmm. that's what we want to do. We want to go out. We want to pair up with grassroots organizations and talk to potential participants or even it could be somebody that have someone in the family that's sick if we could talk to I the caregiver. About to start crying. You about to cry? Yes, because it's just so serious. Oh my God. No, okay. but it's so- <laughs> <laughs> see, oh see, that was acting. We could have did a whole movie. We could have been the next uh 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 I wanted them to go into the difference because there's a difference between the leukemia and the lymphoma, right? Yes, is it absolutely. It's the difference with those. They're both blood cancers. Yes, but yes. there's a difference. Correct. Right. The, yes. What it is is where is the tag? Okay. Uh-huh. That's 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 the difference because the multiple myeloma at the end of lymphoma you got O M A. That's a myeloma. So mm-hmm. that multiple myeloma is is in the bone. Okay. Bones, yeah. All right. Well, in the bone marrow. Yeah. So, so I, then the leukemia is in the the blood. blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people wow, just limp them together. Yes, mm-hmm. that is. I did they until I just learned together. something yeah. today. Hey, we, I've only I've only heard of the leukemia. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yep. So a lot of people always just right. say leukemia, and it's like, oh, it's a blood disease, but right. it's actually yeah. another form. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. We about to call up two other members of the band, but right now we're about to go to a video right here on the Rising Ground Morning Show. This is what we do. We we'll be right back. The next two band, mem- band members will come up. Miss Majorie. Majorie? Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you for joining us. I know you got to go ahead and get out of here and get the dude dead. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. Let me give you that. Remember when you was a child and you wanted to join a football team, a basketball team? You always went to the winning team. The losing team, even if it was your neighborhood, you would walk 20 blocks to play for the winning team. Most Latinos know that they are African. Most Dominicans know that they are African. But guess what? Until Africans start winning, I'm not identifying with that team. You see, that's what's going on. That's why you get black people run around and say, I got Indian in me. Or I'm half Irish. I'm half Jew. They won't even let you in the church. But you brag about how you have this and half that. Why do black people get so excited when they find out they got a little bit of white in them? But when white people find out they got a little bit of black, they keep it quiet. We broadcast that I'm part native and part European. You know why? Because we're not proud to be black. So the minute we find out we got something else in us, it becomes a badge of pride because being an African has been a burden and not a blessing to most of us. But the Honorable Marcus Garvey said it best. He said the white man has made being black a crime. I will make it a blessing. We have to sell the African back to himself. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
Oh my God, with the Rise and Grind Morning Show. I'm here with your entertainment news. We're about to get it in, but don't forget, go follow them or go check them out at simplypodcasted.com and check out yours truly at S-H-A-Y-O-M-Y-G-O-D on all your social media platforms. I'll be right there for you. Don't forget, they are airing every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. So, hey, go get them because they'll be right there for you. In the meantime, we got some good juicy information. I'm going to get it right into it. So, Fox News is reporting or foxnews.com is reporting that um, there's a third uh, man who was charged with Run DMC's uh, Jam Master J, the DJ for Run DMC. He's just been recently charged with um, being accessory to the crime of killing Jam Master J. Now, mind you, this was over 20 years ago. And uh, it, it, it's still going on. Now, apparently, two men was already charged before back in 2020. Um, they were arrested. And... Uh, and apparently they're saying that it was a drug deal gone bad. Now that could be weed, y'all. You know, there ain't no drug for real, but that's what it could have been. But we don't know. I don't know. But I don't think my Jam Master Dre was on nothing else but some weed, maybe. We're not going to say that about Jam Master J. He's a legend. But either way it goes, this gentleman, um, um, apparently, uh, Jay Bryant, he's 49 years old, and on the October 30th of 2002 is when the shooting occurred at Jam Master J's studio, um, apparently down in um, in Queens. Um, of course, you know, this has been ongoing, and for a long time, nobody would come forward about who they knew, you know, had something to do with this. Even, even though there was a reward available for people, they still didn't uh, tell nobody anything. So... This week has been he has been charged. Now apparently the guy was already locked up on some previous charges um dealing with drugs. So um we'll see what happens with this, but uh I'm definitely gonna be watching it. But apparently, now real quick, they apparently they was able to get this um this uh, charge on him because he he was seen going into Jam Master J's studio around the time with the other two guys, and the fact that it was his DNA was found at the scene. So. We'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm all for it. I don't care how long it's been. But the, the statute of limitations has been over 20 years for a murder. Do I have a statute of limitations? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But if you are a lawyer, please comment and let us know. Because um, I don't know. But either way it goes, I'm happy that they found him and they got, get, get him charged. Let's see what happens. I will keep it. Uh, I will keep updating you guys as, as long as I can find out. Okay. All right. In other news, check out your girl Blue Ivy. Now she's been on tour um, overseas with Beyonce on that uh, on that uh, Renaissance tour, baby. And uh, Miss Blue Ivy been tearing it up, and she even choreographed some of the dance moves I heard. She is doing her thing now. Don't get me wrong; she's not all you know blown out like the choreographer, like they really be doing. But she's doing a little bit, you know. She, <laughs> you know, I'm down for it. Get that money, baby. You know, get some of that money for for being a choreographer. Get a choreographer. Get that money for being a dancer. Shoot, she's Beyonce's baby. So you don't think Beyonce gonna have that girl getting out, getting there, out there, getting that coin? 
I know I would. So shout out to you, Blue Ivy. Go, girl. Also, speaking of um, another celeb's daughter, um, shout out to Kamora Lee and um, Russell Russell Simmons. Their daughter, um, Aoki Lee, she just graduated from Harvard. Now, she got a Bachelor of Arts degree, and she took some other uh, critical uh, classes as well. And she's only 20. Now, she did... Um, bragging that or at least Kamora Lee is bragging that she's she's one of the youngest in recent history to do so to to graduate from Harvard so congratulations to her definitely congratulations you know these mogul babies is doing their thing okay the other thing that I want to talk about is Haley Haley Bailey girl she doing that thing I heard now I did some research I heard that the little mermaid has grossed over a hundred million dollars over the weekend shout out to her now Haley Bailey is up to one million dollars as her worth her net worth okay she is doing her thing and we love you Haley as Ariel uh nothing but rave reviews about that girl the movie grossed all that money honey a hundred million dollars I am mad at her. Kudos to you, Haley. Congratulations. All right. If you haven't seen The Little Mermaid, go check it out, y'all. Give, give, let's get Haley a little bit more money and, and support her, all right? It's your girl, Shay. Oh, my God. With your entertainment news for the Rising Ground Morning Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Back to you in the studio. Wait. And that was it. I've seen The Little Mermaid, too. No, you didn't. I don't agree what happened with in, I, What happened in The Little Mermaid? Uh, she she was swimming. Um, <laughs> I know you ain't seen the Little Mermaid. I, I've seen the Little Mermaid. I know R. Kelly did. Listen, um, so that wasn't funny. It didn't. <laughs> that was funny as hell. It did. R. Kelly seen the Little Mermaid. It didn't hit very well. Water on water. Listen, um, girl, thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Thank you for bringing some awesome people here. Yes. But I know you got your last band member here. Yes, sir. Can you can you can you introduce him and then he'll tell us about himself? My man. Coming to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. That don't sound right. Hold on, man. No, okay, let's start. Sound right. like you're about to start stripping. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, coming, to, coming to the stage and matching, matching boxers and wife beater. Uh, uh, I'll start over. Thank you. My man, Harris. There you, that sounds a whole lot What's better. Up? There you go. Okay, that sounds a whole lot better. Paris, um, how's it going, man? Great, man. I, I have met you on, on a couple other occasions. I have no idea you was involved with Dame Dash stunt double. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what part did you play in the, in the fight? Of, uh, well, um, you know, unfortunately, I was diagnosed oh, wow. with mm. multiple myeloma. Oh, wow. This dreadful disease. Mm -hmm. And I was 39 years old at the time. Mm. I'm 44 now. Um, and at that time, in the gym every single day, eating right, just doing all the right things, felt mm -hmm. invincible. Mm -hmm. But the number one thing was, like we were talking about earlier, you know, uh, not taking things serious, never going to the doctor, mm. you know, being so young. It's just like, I'm not going to go, even but you though. you never went to the doctor? Never. Never went to the doctor like that. That's how I was crazy always, in itself. Yeah. I was always afraid, but it's it's mostly young men. Yeah, mm -hmm. black, black men. Well, definitely men, but in the black community, yes. Yeah, it's really really scary. That's a real issue for you guys. Uh, huh? It is. Yeah, it wow. is. I know a guy who cut his hand damn near complete off, and he didn't do. Like, he I'm, didn't not go, he, he I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he grabbed, he grabbed that boy up. So that has to do with the trust. That well, it, it just you just don't want to hear bad news. Gotcha. That was for That's me. True. I never wanted just to hear, you know, bad news. Mm. You know, um, and with that, even 
when I started to have symptoms mm-hmm. of, you know, once once we found out what it was, mm-hmm. I still wasn't going. I had got pneumonia in July mm-hmm. of 2019, and I didn't want to go until my mother-in-law said, you know, and then my wife, they were like, we, we got to go in. So what were some of the symptoms you were having before the pneumonia hit? Well... Just light back pain, okay. nothing too too crazy. It was just like because I was playing basketball like every day, okay. working out in the gym, and then playing basketball for like two hours. And um, I would just put it to that. I would just say, "Oh, oh that was basketball. from playing basketball, okay. or working out too hard." Never would think it was Were you you know, tired? anything else. I wasn't tired. It was just that pain. It was really strenuous. It was like like right on the side, on my mm. side, and then. Um, once I uh, went in for um, to get checked out, they said it was pneumonia. Um, you know, because my phlegm, I was spitting out phlegm and it had blood in it. Gotcha. Ooh. And I'm yeah, telling you, so I still deep. didn't go in. Yeah, even see, that's, when, that's that, deep. That, when blood's coming out, you yeah, have yeah, to you, you, you have to. check out. So yeah. they did the check, but they didn't draw any blood. Mm. They didn't draw blood. You but, but that's what I said. They be drawing the hell out. They they be dry, drawing all this damn blood and don't do nothing with it. But I, they be like, oh, you straight. Yeah. I find right. It, like, you got to talk to your doctor and you do have to ask questions. So, yes. Right. So, but, but I he, think it's important to be in tune with your body. Definitely be right. in tune with your body. But he was in tune with his body and he still ignored the fact. Yeah, well, that's... Exactly, because <laughs> like I was saying, being so young and just feeling like, like I said, just invincible, like... I could just put an ice pack on it. Oh, yeah. I can put some heat on it and it and I'll be good. So with that, once I was once I went for the pneumonia, they gave me some medication, everything was good. And then August came and I started to feel more like more pain in my back. Oh. And then I just said, Okay, let me uh you know. I'll go. I'll go to the hospital again. Mm-hmm. I went back. They just gave me an X-ray this time. Okay. And the X-ray. Is, these, doctors, these doctors are really bothering me. <laughs> right. at this point. So, like, I'm really yeah. bothered by these doctors. Right. So yeah, I went to get an X-ray. Nothing. They just said no blood drawn. Anything like oh, you know, just got a little fracture. We'll give you some naproxen. Mm-mm. Oh hell no! <laughs> so so I'm gonna ask you about this. By you knowing what you know, and you went through what you went through, hearing what you heard today, yeah. should there be a state of urgency for every black male? Oh, 100 between the ages of 35 and older that these actions younger, are taken. I think I think definitely there needs to be something where you know I don't know like we said if it's a. Uh, it need to be a, a, a medical rally? bill. Oh. <laughs> Damn, a rally. You no, need a medical no. bill suit. No, I said I feel like you should do a PET scan, right? That's when they yes. do the whole body. That, that I got be, in every one. PET scan, needs, cat yes. scan. But that needs to be. A dog scan. Yeah, dog no, scan. Like, that, needs, that needs to be a part of somewhere in the physical. Right. It does. Gotcha. It, That's it, what they need to do. And if you don't right do there, it every year, it needs to be done every one to three years or something like that. Because the PET scan is going to let you know exactly what's going on in that body. And it's going to see everything. Everything. And they need to start adding that into a year. What she just said some is one hundred percent. That should I mean, be. She's one hundred. You see that swoop she got right there? <laughs> no, uh, amazing swoop. No, you got it. No, what you just said is so real. Yes. I feel like 
you know, because even now, like, mm-hmm. right, I have multiple myeloma, you know, I'm going into my Oh, you have it now? Year. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, there's no cure. Uh, okay, that was my next right question. Right now, there's there no cure. cure. Okay. Um, and I'm on maintenance right now, which I do take a chemo pill every single day. Mm. And then a low once, dosage. Yes. Yep, 10 right. milligrams. I took um, I took three. The first chemo pill I took, when I say it gave me the shakes, terribly, right? Because did my doctor never did the uh, my whole total research on my high blood pressure medication. Mm. And when I said it had me going for a whole loop. Yeah. No, you get sweats. Ooh. You can. Shakes. The, no, go to the bathroom. Like chatter. The bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> the bathroom. So did you start off on the pill or did no. they do regular chemo? No, no. Or? So I went through a lot. So when I was diagnosed, um, and it's funny because as far as like stages, they don't really say there's like stages mm-hmm. for it. But they said I was like at a, a stage like three when because when I found out, I mean, I was out of town, too. I was in California. Um, and then. I sneezed and my whole back shattered. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, like, right there, I'm talking about just a sneeze and then just. You made me just want to go to the damn doctor tomorrow. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> right yours now. also probably, of course, was growing and spreading yes. because of how long it was taking. How long it was go. taking. Yeah. So Blood coming like, out of my nose. Yeah. You're Blood like, globs coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it's spreading. <sighs> and I still didn't go to the, the doctor when I was out there in L.A. So what is and my listen on, And the wife, listen on. You went wife. to Cody High School, didn't you? Damn. <laughs> he don't get you. But I'm still trying to figure out at <laughs> listen, this point. Listen, listen. You're, not young, you're not young anymore. No, I know. But the crazy thing was when that happened, um, and I, my family was out there because I was doing some business stuff, and then we did like a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And I still remember we're at uh, Target just getting stuff, you know, our Airbnb. And wife and the kids, they're walking through the store. That's when the globs of blood's coming out of my mouth, and I'm putting it in my pocket. I'm just freaking out because I didn't want to let them know or let them see. You ain't think they were going to see the smears of blood coming out of your pocket? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'll tell you what happened. We got back to the Airbnb, you know, and as far as me walking or whatever, though, it was was still, like, messed up from the um, sneeze from my back. Mm -hmm. But some of the medication Mm -hmm. was making it, uh, you know, it went away for a little bit. But when we woke up the next day, blood everywhere in the bed. Yep. Yeah, see, um, hey, y'all. I'm trying to understand, how did we go this, how did we get here? Because he went to Cody. See, if he would've went to Mumford, he would've been like, I'm no, going. I Mumford, who that? I grew up in New York. Oh, you grew up in New York? Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's why. I grew up in New York City. School system messed up there, too. Um, <laughs> man, that's, that, 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 wow. that's, that's pretty deep. That's deep as hell. So, you have to take chemo pills for the rest of your life? Yep, until we get that cure. That's what my brother, you know, he's working on right now, trying to get know, donations and build up. Yep. So, um, are you going to get your kids? Did you have the gene or? No, they they probably don't know yet. Yeah, really. They yeah, they. No. You know, it's funny. They talked about it, but really doesn't. They don't really know. And even if they do find out it's in the gene, right? They if they don't know how to treat a grown adult, treating a child is going to be out. That you talking about the clinical trial? Mm-hmm. Knowing that children can grow out of things and stuff like that's gonna be it's gonna be kind of and I ain't gonna lie I wouldn't want to put my kids through no kind of clinical trial. Right. I'm sorry. No, I'm I sorry. So, uh, Paris, man, thank you for coming by. If anything, what's the last thing you want? Yeah, to say? No, you about to was, say something? Else? No, I was just gonna say, you know, that is a big thing is just going to get checked out. Yeah, that's the one thing I would tell our young people, our young black men. It is Shit. major. Don't have to be right young. Now. I'm about to go. 
No, I mean, for sure. No, definitely. But our younger men, just men in general, if you, you, you'll, you'll never know. Because even with this, things could be going great. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? right. It yeah. could be just smooth, nothing, no symptoms. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow. And it could be forming. Wow. And that's the thing with me. But um, so, thank you guys for having me. No, no I just have one question. So you take the chemo pill every day. Are you having side effects with that? So... Sometimes on under fatigue, yeah, it can happen. Vision, right? Yeah, uh, not on not on the vision. Just really, as of late, like last week, mm-hmm. that fatigue did me dirty. Okay. <laughs> like, so, are you eating a certain way, or are you still exercising? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm exercising. Okay. I'm eating. I'm eating really good now. Okay. Yeah. Before I'm telling you, like before it was I was diagnosed, that. I wouldn't. I was very on a regiment. Like, gotcha. you know. I was on it. Right. But, so do um, you still um, have like pain yes. or anything like that? Yes. Right. Yeah. I still have tumors on my side right now. Okay. And, uh, and you don't want to have surgery because it might create a spread. Okay. You're a doctor, low key, because that's um, what they—that's what we talked yeah. about. And they said I mean, I've been—I've like, been through a whole lot in life, and so right. I, I definitely understand. Like that's what they said. Yeah. You, know, you cause don't. I because, like I said, the pain sometimes could be unbearable if mm-hmm. I sit so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are like, that's so crazy. Like, oh, you need to get some rest. But if I walk around or if I ride my bike, I'm actually feeling better. Mm-hmm. And it's moving the body. Blood exactly. circulating. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, um, uh, any particular side? Is it any particular side that it forms on or it just? No, both. No. Yeah, it could be both sides. Yep. It, or it, it could be strictly in your. You, you already know about the back being one of the main nervous systems. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can affect in different ways. Uh, Daryl, thank you for bringing your guest on, man. We really appreciate you for bringing awareness for uh, leukemia and. Um, Silent killer event tomorrow. Yeah. What, yep, tomorrow yes. night. Silent killer. We're going to be at the TULC, everybody, right. located at 8670 Grand River Avenue. It's at the TULC. That's the House of Labor. So my listening audience, if you want to come out and help Brother Paris, if you are re- you really want to get in the fight, we got to have some funding. We got to raise some money. And I'll take a page out of President Obama's book. You bring me $5, $10, $20. Get some of your bosses. All these big corporations, you know, when we went through the George Floyd era that said they want to make sure that there's, you know, uh, we're going to put money behind equality for the treatment of blacks in this country. Yeah. Then you know what? Step up to the plate and show up at the TULC tomorrow and put money behind saving our lives in the healthcare arena. We're going to be there tomorrow starting at 5 p.m. And we'll conclude at 8 p.m. We're going to have a short program. We're going to educate some folks. We're going to talk. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. But more importantly, I need people to show up. All right. Show up and show out, y'all. That's my buddy, my partner, Daryl Nolan. Thank you for bringing Mr. Parrish from Parrish Film. Hey, y'all, we're about to go to the next video right now. We'll be right back. Thanks for watching the Rise of Ground Morning Show. All righty. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Parrish. Peace. Do you understand the struggles of being a black girl? The stares, the glares, the looks, the stereotypes, the discrimination, the microaggressions. See, I walk into a shop before I enter already telling myself, okay, actually, if I stand here, maybe they won't think I didn't steal. Actually, no, if I stand here, maybe they think I won't steal. Or actually, if I stand here, maybe... I'm, I'm so sorry, everyone.
was I being the, um, the stereotypical aggressive black girl that society has portrayed me to be? Okay, or I go into school with my falsy, kinky, curly hair in the cutest little bro. Fingers come rummaging through my hair, untangling every vine that has been so carefully designed like they are looking for bits of plastic or treasure at the bottom of a seabed. My seabed. See, I cannot fathom how a person feels the need to discriminate or hate against a person due to their skin color and their race. This melanin that is engraved upon my skin, I cannot change it. It always stays the same. You see, my question to you today is that, is this the type of world that you want to bring future generations into? A world where we hurt, a world full of pain, a world where we premeditate ways in which we can harm others due to their race. Would you rather bring the people, the future generation into a world of love, a world of warmth, a world of kindness, where we appreciate one another's culture and our differences, one another's history dating back thousands. I'm sure the second one, right? Yeah. Right, we'll start saying again, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Or a baby, I can't remember. Um, it takes one person to make astronomical change. And that's why I'm here today. So if I want you to take just one thing from everything I've said today, it's appreciate, don't discriminate. You see the shades around here from chocolatey brown to milky white, it's beautiful. I mean, look around, go and look around. Yeah, thank you. Right, so let's just appreciate, don't discriminate. Thank you. Okay, I saw a creator talking about this. I don't remember the app, but if you know it, tag them down below. But basically they were saying like, black hair is beautiful until it's wicks and freeform locks. I just want to add on to it because they was cooking. Black joy is beautiful until it's us acting animated in a space that's not set aside for their entertainment. 420 is beautiful, until it's not college girls sparking up in their room, it's four black men smoking off the balcony in their apartment complex. Black women are beautiful, as long as they don't outshine anybody else and make other people feel insecure. Black men are amazing, as long as we walk this tightrope between masculine enough, but not too masculine. Protecting black lives is important, until we're talking about protecting black trans lives. Black people are amazing, as long as we're just black enough, but not too black. Oh, uh, yeah. We about talking about being black to be black to be black. Speaking of black, we talking about black business. We talking about black laughs. We talking about um, black fundraising. We talking about black, about black people in the business. Uh, I like to bring up my homeboy, the one look uh, like a makeup brush right now, upside down, the one and only. He haven't been here in a while. D, no, he don't got no DJ. Yeah. <laughs> His name is just Boog. Boog, what up, though? What up, though? Boog has opened up a waffle shop yeah. called Waffle Cafe. Yes, sir. That ain't what the name was before, was it? Was you told me it was called the Waffles or something? The what? What's, it, what's on your wall on there? What do it say? You don't know what's on your walls? On what wall? I think you're in the cafe. It no. You're making it up. No, it's on his walls. It's, it's, always, it's, it it's always said Waffle Cafe. I thought it said La Waffle or something like that. But Waffle Cafe. Boog is the truth. Where's yeah. it at? Seven Mile of Livernoise. Oh, that's dope. Okay. Where at? It's on Livernoise or Seven Mile? <laughs> it's actually on Livernoise. <laughs> um, no. one, one block south no, of Seven Mile. 
Thank you, Boog. Yeah. What about South? So you between six and seven? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. Actually between seven and Curtis. Oh, that's For the people that really know the area. Yeah. We're right across the street from CVS. Oh, oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Um, Boog. That's you why did. we haven't seen you. Right, yeah. He's been working. He's been working. He's been working. Yeah, I've been busy. He's been waffling. <laughs> he been waffling yep. around Every day we waffling that, that's, that's our tagline that's, See I knew it It was something like that I thought it was that's, I thought that was the name of the that, song oh, okay. Every day yeah, we waffling 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 um, <laughs> Waffle over here Waffle over there Waffle Anyway <laughs> Well, congratulations. Uh, congratu- congratulations. Thank you, Brittany. It's yeah. so good to see you. I know I haven't seen you in like. And she got her toes out, Boog. She got her toes out. She didn't know I was coming, though. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that for me. tell me that you was coming. Hey, I thought it was Friday. Because he forgot. I thought it was Friday. Because you never, you didn't say anything. I don't like it. He, he told me to come Wednesday. He's uh, like, you know, because the grand open Thursday, so come today. I mean, usually we know when people coming, but I didn't know anything. And only Chantel, Chantel will get on me when y'all leave. She's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to stay on Miles. He be tripping. And it was a whole surprise. And, look, and listen, so. <laughs> so it's your turn, because I got the experience for almost two years. Yeah. Well. So, but, but it's, it's been a great, it's been a great almost two years. So, but what is, what is your favorite, um, meal that you got at the uh, Waffle Cafe? Your favorite? favorite? Well, my favorite waffle is the banana pudding waffle. Mm. That sounds so fattening. Damn. It is. That's why I can't eat them that often. It'll go down. And, and, you know, now the first segment y'all was talking about, you know, blood cancer. I'm like... And of course, you're talking about what you're eating, right? Like, that was one of the things. Shit. Said. Damn. The, the burdens. No way. Hold on, but the burdens of being black. Wait, I know, right? But what other we do got We do got vegan and gluten-free options, oh, okay. so, you know. That's what I was going to ask. Now I'm going to come check you out, bro. What's the vegan option? Hey, so, so do you want the non-lufomia or do you want the... <laughs> That'd that be the damn question. I thought question. you were about to laugh at that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm you about to laugh. Nope. nope. You're yeah. laughing, Brittany. You're, you're laughing. laughing. I'm not doing it. You're laughing in this. You, you got to have some humor. I'm yeah. not doing it. You yeah. got yeah. to have humor in tragedy. You know, Brittany yeah. be trying to be serious all the time. All the damn time. All the time. Like, like, okay. Especially when she get her hair done. When it's in the ponytail, she say all kind of funny shit. My hair's not done. Oh, your hair's no, not done? It's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, not. I mean, uh, you know. That, you know, being black's a burden. That so. forehead is still prevalent. <laughs> yeah, well, it's full of money. And it's shining like new money. No, not like new money. Maybe the old. It's a Benjamin Franklin in there well, that somewhere. Then that's called wealth. And wealth. Okay, there you go. Anyway. So, um, but, uh, but, do is you, it chicken there too? You serving chicken with chicken the waffles? Chicken and waffles? Yeah, we got chicken bites, catfish bites. Bites, salmon bites, and we got special for lobster Ooh, bites too. Bites. Oh wow! You lobster didn't bring bites? us nothing. Nothing. That's what the hell I'm saying. I didn't bring us anything. Nah, you need to just come by. When that, is the grand opening? Tomorrow. The grand opening is tomorrow. But Ooh, you actually, a lot of events you actually, can, you actually can come by today because uh-huh. uh, we open it from one to six. Oh yeah, we we oh, will be by there. Some of us coming by. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm coming. Definitely fucking coming by. Yeah, it went a sample day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, uh, you already missed the sample day. He ain't called me for that. He knew I would tell that whole motherfucking bro. We know that's um, why he didn't call you. He shut your ass up, left. Brittany. Shut your. The white, the white folk gone now, nah, Brittany. So shut uh, your ass up. I think about the white folk. You have to change yourself for no. I ain't, I ain't changed my mind for white folk. White folk love me. They do. <laughs> no, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> 
But shout out to Drake. Shit, I was surprised you had two in the room today. I was like, <laughs> you see, you were trying these to ain't, these best ain't, These ain't your guests. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a white friend. I got a white friend. Check off the list. I got a couple of white friends. No, where they at? Um, <laughs> what is um, they the janitors? Can I come up? The, jan- the janitors they come up here. Did you yeah, hear him? His friends is the janitors. <laughs> um, they clean up my that office. About um, right. That sounds about right for my. Office. So, so book the, the grand opening is tomorrow, right? Yeah, the grand um, opening is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what time? We actually open to the public at twelve o'clock. Okay. Um, we doing a ribbon cutting in the morning at ten. Oh, that's dope. Oh man, ten o'clock. Who are we doing at ten o'clock tomorrow? Oh, the show be here. Um, <laughs> too bad. But <laughs> catch it on your weekly hours. Um, the regular hour is gonna be Monday through Saturday, eight a.m. to six p.m. Wow. What? So waffles all day, eight a.m. to six p.m. That's so dope. Let's go. That's shout out. That's shout out. Yeah, that's dope. So one thing for sure, two things for certain. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely coming today. Um, yeah, I want the gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> you want the banana pudding? Stop it! You got a red velvet for him. You got no. red velvet. First of all, I don't even I, like red velvet. Okay, I like red velvet. I like nothing. red velvet, but for people that do like red velvet, it is um, one of our seasonal options. So oh, okay, what well, yeah. for Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> it's gonna be. I think it's October, December, yeah, Sweetie's Day, and, Sweetie's Day. and <laughs> February. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it'll be an option. Each of those months, all month. That's so yeah. how many places? How many? Um, how many? How many people could sit in the restaurant at one time? Um, we're right now um, set up for seating. It's about thirty to thirty-five people. Oh, that's dope! I went to a um, restaurant yesterday, and the seating was like twelve. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't like your little skinny ass right now, Brittany. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, hopefully, we actually waiting on this permit um, from the city. We plan to. Um, Put a tent in our um, second parking lot so we can add seating for the summer. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, what's the name of the place in um, Ferndale? What? Toast. Oh. Remember? They got tents out there? They had the tents on the, side, on the side of it, yeah. Well, Good Times as well on uh, the oh, Avenue of Fashion. Yeah, yeah. Good, good times. times. Yeah, they put theirs up um, during the pandemic. A lot yep. of um, places ended up you know, doing that uh, when they had Aren't to you glad them. you missed that damn moment? No, damn, really? No. Like if I if this restaurant could have been open during that time, that'd have been great. Because people was going to get the waffle. Well, your with your, so, with, with your restaurant, I wasn't even you know I wasn't even even in that space during that time, so it was just a little bit different. So everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen. Oh, look at you all godly and like, well, look at you. I'm proud of Bull. Bull like, well, you know, if, if God intervened, you know, that's how it be. Yeah. Um, well, let's I mean, go to somebody. It's always been that way. Yeah, that's what's up, Bull. How you think we connected? I know, that's right. Very true. Very true. It, it connected in the time that it was supposed to happen. I didn't know Miles for like... 20 years Yeah And, I didn't even, we didn't, and we didn't even know Well Boogie Let's go to somebody More prettier than you um, That's um, cool Katrina how you doing We like pretty faces <laughs> I know that's right Especially I'm with doing fantastic teeth. here I didn't know when it was Going to be safe to come out I'm just listening And watching like uh, You was in that boy Like double dutch Like one two okay. I could have jumped on in But I was like Let me wait for the introduction Yeah uh, Katrina 
know what but the, the truth. truth is. The truth is, he looked like he made good food. Man, I said, let me get on down there. <laughs> I thought she was about to say something else. <laughs> I swear to God, my mind went somewhere. Your mind is always there. Shut your ass your up. Your mind is always Wait, there. In this situation, I'm not the chef. My partner is. So oh, that's you got the chef? You're not cooking nothing? No, Boog ain't cooking right shit. Face out front. Nah. Boog doing live thing. music. I mean, I could. You, <laughs> give me, you, give me, you give me a grill, though. You know what I'm saying? It, it could go down. You Ooh, know grill waffles. You know what I'm saying? But, I don't think I want to grill waffles. Uh, no, thank my, you. My, my, part, my partner, Some Kim. Some stuff don't need to be smoked. Okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. We can't smoke everything. That's true. Right. We're trying to put everything in the air fryer and smoke everything. Not the waffle. Please just let the waffle. Be. No, waffle in the air fryer is dope. No, it's not. Don't that tell would be me. A man that says I that. don't even trust the air fryer right now. Why? Because I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's air frying. So much you frustration. You're right. Like, do you use the microwave? I mean, I, really I was about to say, like, what? I what, prefer the oven, but what I don't do you use? Know if I like the oven. What do right. you use at home? Stove. Yeah. Do you know what the stove is actually doing? Silly style, one on one. I know the, I got the gas. There's gas coming up. So you like, well, see, as long as I see the fire, I know exactly. Because at the air fryer, I don't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's an easy bake. I mean, you had easy bake oven if you, put, if you put something in the oven, you don't see what the oven is doing. I see the fire at the bottom. I see. I see it getting hot down there. <laughs> I see. I seen the guy. I seen. I seen it get hot down there too. I feel you. Know, I want the air fryer trend to just go on out. We didn't need. I want to know where Brittany go to eat at. We got toasters and toaster ovens, real ovens, real stove. What we need another air fryer? Hey man, that air fryer was actually a good invention. That's one. That's one. It's one of the best. Inventions ever created. I in my life, my air in my lifetime, it's one of the best inventions in my lifetime. But why? Because where is it coming from? The air. It's lazy. It's air fryer. <laughs> Just say to what it is. Truth is, the that, air fryer is lazy. That's why all air fryers hey, are fat. If they just can, big. If it, <laughs> if it can do the same job or better than the, the them old toaster ovens that we used o, to use grease. back in the day, they used to tear your tail up if you touch it because it was too damn hot. I'm good. <laughs> Man, I'm safe with the air fryer. The I'm so much oven. safer, and it could just it good better. Yeah. Here's the question though: Is everybody properly cleaning their air fryer? Richard, fryers? he said, Man, they no, that's, thing no, out that's what you need. That's what you right. That's what you need to be worried about. Properly cleaning it. It's not really right. sanitary. Richard, right. congratulations, Boog. Tell Richard I said what up. That's my guy. He always um, looking out. Well, Richard Bright can't get there because he on his job. So, Richard, if you can, uh, Boog said he's, um, he wants you to pay for my food from one to, from one to six um, today. <laughs> Um, Miles is retarded. <laughs> Katrina, you got a show tonight. Oh, I got a show tonight. I'm so excited. We're going to be at Punchline Comedy in Southfield, Michigan. Okay. And we're going to have a ball. We just all need to laugh a little bit more. Why are we Absolutely. so serious out here? Absolutely. Come on. It's comedy everywhere. If you tell the truth, trust me, you're going to be laughing. <laughs> Yeah, no. so pull up on us. Show start at 8, doors open at 7.30. How many shows you doing today? We're doing just one show. Get in. Don't miss out. What time? Show is at 8. You don't miss it? Shut your ass up. It's the air fryer that got him. She literally just said, show start at 8, doors open up 7, pull up. Miles just old. He done let the gray beard grow in. Now hey, he, he think not, he can just not listen to folks. <laughs> Miles, so. would you say? Miles been lying about his age. He ain't for a long How old is Miles? He really eighty two. I knew it. I knew it. That's why he can't get up and down the steps that fast. No, he said eight inches. That's he said eighty two inches. Mm. 
God gave and me two ears and one mouth. He don't even, he don't even, know, he don't even know what 82 <laughs> inches is. Uh, excuse me. Yes, the hell I do. 82 <laughs> inches is yeah, seven if, feet. If, if, this seven building, feet. if this building didn't have an elevator, he wouldn't be here. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's true. The, the main reason why I'm here, I don't have to climb them damn steps. We about, about to go look at the old office when we leave here, Book, today. Um, Book, um... Did, are, are, do you have any um, space for live entertainment at your place? Or no, that's not in the plans. Um, actually, it is in the plans. At some point, we haven't even started programming yet. Um, I think really the first thing that we'll be doing, um, I plan to host a, a Saturday brunch. Okay. Mm. Um, Say it so, sexy then. I feel like the first thing we're going to be doing is uh, <laughs> a Saturday brunch. And, uh, I that's think, entertaining I think, right there. I think Christina definitely, just we mi- definitely have room for comedians, poets, <laughs> and stuff like that. I think so. I think Christina just missed that, that Detroit man mad because she in California so she ain't really really meeting no real men. Um, well the truth is my name is Katrina and you talking real ancient over there okay. The ancient jargon that you got happening. Speaking of jargons um, when is your show? <laughs> the show. I'm done with so, Speaking of ancient. Anyway, so today, uh, today, today is a glorious day. We we learned about um, things that's really fucking up our community, um, and we learned about bugs, banana pudding, waffles, that's fucking up our community. <laughs> no. I don't really think so because there's a banana in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you like is bananas. Anyway, oh, um, Lord. potassium. Uh, it is. It is good for you. Really, like it's good for my skin. Oh, uh, <laughs> very good for you. They say men should not eat them anymore in public. Oh Lord! Bananas in public anymore. It's like damn. Do you not even eat bananas in public? No, I, I break them bitches off. Like, Hey, look, these are the boys like Skittles. You're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know that. If a man eat a banana in public, he's as questionable as that banana. Wow. Um, you know how to eat a banana to tour. Is fruit? that a real thing, though? Like, men don't eat bananas in public? I don't well, know. Well, I say, not appropriate these days. I eat bananas. You eat bananas, you can't eat hot dogs, you can't eat nothing. Though. Man, I'm going to eat what I, I want. Like I'm secure with me. Eat. I ain't going to lie. That's the truth is. I don't care what you eat. I'm going to say, I don't say, because I'll be walking around with my banana. I walk around with my banana, banana too. Start my day off with a with banana. A banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, usually banana in my oatmeal, or if I decide to eat cereal, depending on the type of cereal, I'm eating bananas. With. In the words of every teenager, pause. Okay, <laughs> you're not just go just be eating bananas like that. You lucky I ain't had none with me today because I'd have had them right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they, they, they don't call them up a grape ape for nothing. Um, at the end of the day. <laughs> grape ape. It's good. It's vitamin K. It's all good. Potassium is represented as vitamin I'm going to give her that vitamin C. Um, <laughs> womp womp him. Ain't nobody trying to get no vitamin C. Yeah, you, def- you definitely should have womp womped him. You should womp womp him because he's vitamin C. We don't want nothing vitamin from you. You know what? You might don't want it. I know a couple. Of, I'm sure a few other women don't want it either. You know what? She's she dressed like a lady today, and she thinks she's gonna talk to me any well, kind of way. I was born one, so huh? I was definitely born one from yeah. my birth certificate. Well, definitely from Since female. My from the certificate. side, you look like a girl. From the side. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I can tell you, all other version is female. I okay. was born that way. Mm-hmm. Check my birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I checked birth certificate. I had not checked my birth certificate. That's yeah, right. You got a little Adam's apple she coming said, through that mug. Check your birth certificate. Show me your kindergarten picture. <laughs> no, I need birth certificate. <laughs> 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 this one I was going through my boy phases. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, she said, from the belly, you look like you expected. Uh, I always say he's pregnant. Nobody, listen, I always say he's pregnant. Katrina, the truth is. Katrina, the truth is. Six months. We're going to have a gender reveal tonight at Punchline before the show starts. Before the show starts at 8. Katrina, Katrina, I will tell you a secret. After 12, this turned into penis. Listen, um. Uh-huh. Everybody sleep after that time, so no one's looking. I wake your ass up. Um, oh, but, but when you talk about waffles, um, <laughs> segue. <laughs> because we we, we talk- go back to the comedy show. I want to hear more about this comedy show. How would you describe Listen. your comedy, your style of comedy? My style, of com- I just tell the truth. That's all I do. I get up there and I tell it. I keep it one hundred. Now I do lie, but I live in my truth. You know, people think that because I'm treated with What's the truth. Lie? I don't lie. Was one of your lies? Every time I say truth is. You know a lot getting ready to come. Like it was pre-thought, premeditated. That's it. Always. So, so the truth, so the truth is, 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 you lie all right the time. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> see? Do you see? Yeah. That works? Yeah. Truth is, I'm lying. Yeah. I don't believe. My I, was always lying. Today, everybody here. Uh, Let me tell you who on the lineup. Who? We got uh, comedian Melanie J. Hearns. Oh, oh Melanie, girl. that's my girl. Okay. Listen, yeah. I know, I know you mess with it. I know. Yeah. And we got comedian D. Jones on there. Uh, D. Jones. Oh, yeah. Somebody hired him today. Somebody finally got hired. Hey, D. Jones, good stuff, bro. Somebody hired. Yeah, how much he, D. Jones is that nigga pay the promoter? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. They want to. Anyway, D. Jones, you know you're my guy. Quit paying promoters. Nah, shout Um, out to D. Jones. Shout out to D. Jones. Um, I would like to say we we, we all look like um, we've got a whole celebrity table here today. We got Damon Dash. (laughs) <laughs> we got Wanda Sykes before she turned gay. We got Britney, the first trans, uh, first transgender to all be in a female. movie. Uh, all female. Okay. All female. And me, out there. Um, Leslie Jones. <laughs> 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 no, that was a good one. I was going to say Caesar. Uh, I was the planet eight. I like Leslie Jones' perspective with the beer. Uh, we got Boog, Don King, before he got money. Listen, um, <laughs> but we having a good time today. Yes, sir. We, we laughing. But I do up. love that you said Brittany Chanel. I got my own name. I like that. It's the only one. Classic I got my own model. Name. Yeah, because your name was British Jones. No. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you such a hater? <laughs> Why are you such a hater? I had my own name. Everybody else was named after somebody else. You better tell them, Brit. <laughs> I had my own name. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, original camera. No <laughs> surgeries. Tell them. Keep going, Brit. Oh, she had surgery. She had surgery. Only surgery was on my heart. She go down. She did the um the Adam's apple shavings. Yeah, apple apple shavings. On my heart. It was my surgery. On my heart. My heart. You, you better tell did surgery on my heart because I didn't like people, and you were one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you were the main one I did not like. She still don't like. Truth is, you was the main one she did not like. She still don't like him. She still don't like him. Yeah. I tolerate him. She love you. Very nothing to tolerate. We ain't more videos. 
Hey, we about to do a video. video. We, we, we ain't say nothing about being a burden of black. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's all on you. Um, listen, we'll be right back um, with the question, is it a burden to be black? We'll be right back on the Rise of Ground Morning Show. We do this every Monday to Friday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. 2005, my son was just born. His mom was coming over um, for me to meet him for the first time. I wanted to go to the store to get some milk and some other little goodies so I wouldn't have to leave. Um, so I end up getting a ride with a family friend. We get over there to the store. I get in there, I get my stuff. I come out the store and boom, Andrew Collins is right there approaching me talking about where's the dope. And I'm like, what dope? So um, he searched me again. I was like, where's the dope? I'm like, what dope? I don't have any dope. And at that time, I still bought the Mark car, and he walked towards the van, I mean, the truck that I was in. And when he came back this time, he wanted to search me again. And I'm like, at this time, I'm mad. I'm all right. Um, I unbuckled my pants and pulled down my pants and underwear, raised up my shirt, and was like, I don't have any dope. And from that point, I went to jail and never got to see my son and sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. Why did you arrest your mail? Yeah, so Steve, at that point in my career, uh, I was pretty young, and, and I noticed that when I would uh, handle narcotics investigations, when I would get a big bust, uh, I would get a lot of attention. And my head started to grow, and I started uh, to do little things that led to bigger things that led to, by the end of my career, full-blown corruption. So on that day, I had heard, I got a tip that there was going to be delivered to that location. When I got there, there was one gentleman there, and then Jamel came out. And I wasn't sure what Jamel's part was with it, but I felt like the, the, the gap that was there in the story was my job to fill for justice to be served. So we found an ounce of crack in the car, and I just basically made up the story that Jamel had to have known because it was his So I, I wrote the story as, uh, so if any reader would listen or read, they would say, well, yeah, it was his dope. Okay. It is a, it is a burden on being black. Um, some of the things that we come across, me and uh, Shani had a conversation before we went on air, and I was I was like, when we say things like that, we have to really be truthful and we have to be direct on what we mean. Of course, we know there's hardships on, upon us being black. I'm pretty sure the obstacles is different between blacks and whites. However, there are way more poor white people in America than there's poor black people. That's absolutely true. But even down to what you said earlier when you were talking to uh, Majorie, and she was, um, you were saying this, uh, when you're asking questions, we, we don't want to sound like we're complaining. Right. Yeah. But but if I'm asking the question, how am I complaining? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the burden of being black for us to even just be vocal about what we want to know. Yeah. and it, But a lot of times <laughs> it's because sometimes, well, let's just be honest with ourselves. The questions that we ask, we really know the answers to in majority of situations, right? If you if you go to a car dealership and we go to a Mercedes Benz car dealership, you should already know before you get there you need to have good credit. Yeah, it shouldn't be a good thing of like I got money, I'm gonna go ahead and make them get it to me, right? And then you dump money on the table and you they're like, man, if you don't get your dumb ass away from me, you know what I mean? At least put that motherfucker in the bank. Mm. You know what I mean? Come to me with a check, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of things that we do is inappropriate, inappropriate to a, a workplace and uh, trying to prove a point. I think it's all about trying to prove a point. Yeah, and then when we was trying to prove a point that we got the money, but we, you know, uh, a check holds more money than anything. It holds more money than a bank. It holds more money than a duffel bag. <clears throat> we just got to be more wiser on how we approach certain situations. True. And I think our execution upon how we approach things will dictate our outcome every time. 
And so far, we have proven that we're just as ignorant as the first niggas. Absolutely. The first, yeah, anybody, in today's world. I tell anybody, uh, thanks to Miss Carmen, my book I'm writing called The Original Niggas. And I'm talking about uh, what we adapted from white culture. Yeah. Because they showed us or directed us in the direction we should go. And they can't be mad on how we act due to the fact that this is the is the path that they took us in. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, we color based and not culturally based. That's how you got other cultures can grow and be content with being in a squ- one square mile radius. Correct. Because they can control everything and don't own nothing. True. If we if we study the art of controlling everything and owning nothing, we'd be okay. We just want to be, I own this, I own that. It don't matter what you own, what you control. Facts. You know what I mean? Because the people that control the school system, they just control it. They don't own it. So where, where do we stand at with that? Where, when we say black is a burden, I really don't feel being black is a burden. I just feel like it's a situation. It's like um, playing the game. You just got to know the rules. You know what I mean? That's an excellent draw. I, with, with our people, it's not the burden of just our skin color. It, it's the intelligence. And, and when you think of... Uh, owning something or having money. We come from a history of people that's always been told something. And I think nowadays we're all trying to get the education and the knowledge for ourselves. Like take even, we were talking about food earlier. In schools, they're still teaching the four basic food groups because the government controls the dairy industry. You don't need dairy to survive. No other animal drinks another animal's milk. The dog don't go drink the cat milk and the, you know what I'm saying? So everybody is they do want to be entrepreneurs. They do want their own brand, but they also want to get the knowledge themselves and the untapped knowledge. So many books have been re- rewritten. There's so many versions of this, versions of that. So if anything, it's about encouraging our people to go get that understanding yourself and use that as a tool, not just your cash. But I tell anybody, you know? the truth is, if you ask the average black man or woman, what's the last book they read? Majority of them going to bring up a novel. <clears throat> A novel? A oh, novel. like a fiction novel? Yeah, it's, it's nothing that's going to be told to where they can learn from it. Majority of black people that, like, Boog, Boog has a restaurant. When I had a restaurant, I saw him. My mentor said, Miles, you got to know how much everything costs to know the profit of it, right? Know the seasonal direction on which your product is going. He, he took me out. He took me out to his friend. His friend was um, not Jewish, Polish. And he said, hey, man, how much it cost for this burger to be made? It costs $3.40. I said, we sell it for eight ninety nine. He said, well, how do you know it costs? He said, well, that's what it takes, blah, 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 blah. He said, take me to his other pal uh, restaurant, Black Guy on Michigan. How much does this burger cost to make? He said, shit, I don't know. We just charge people $10. Wow. <laughs> because mm. the reason why companies are successful, because they know, know one pickle. One, a sprinkle onion. You know what I mean? They 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 tell you if it's a pinch of onions, is this that, and then that's how they can determine their outcome and their profit margin. Absolutely. And then they have more than one supplier, and then later in life they become their own supplier. I think mm-hmm. I think Little Caesars is the only group of people who makes has their own produce. They create their own produce because mm. they had so many lawsuits too. You know, uh, Little <laughs> Caesars got accused by making fake cheese. 
That's why on the pizza boxes now it's a hundred percent real cheese. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because they were sued. They, <clears throat> Little Caesars been sued so many times, and they've been around mm-hmm. a long time. And they've been around for a long very, time. Very long you know what, Miles? You said something earlier that I just <clears throat> wanted to chime in when you talk about reading, and, and my sister here talked about education. So the last book that I read that I think we all as black folks need to read mm-hmm. is the 1619 Project. And if you don't want to read the book, mm-hmm. you need to check out the docuseries on Hulu because it will start to really work on your mental to understand. We as black folks have been miseducated in this country. I mean, and I believe yeah. after you check out that series, you'll move different. Most definitely. I think segregation was the worst thing we ever happened to us. Yeah. I think Is that segregation? Segregation. 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 Yeah, segregation was the worst thing. Is that it when we yeah, intertwined with other That's integration. Oh. That's what I was asking. <laughs> like to separation. I agree. No. I, I don't ever believe we should have integrated. I believe we should have stayed segregated. Yeah, because I don't believe we should have combined and to Katrina, you said something that, that most people don't know. Having our own, it stopped us yes. from doing. Because at one point we were doing. I'm about that. to say, Katrina, we had we had yeah. a lot of us. We had our own, especially on the south. Yeah. You know, they, they had, had banks, they had insurance stores, companies, they had cleaning cleaners, they bus, had their own stores. Like hey, had right here in thing. Detroit, Black Bottom, the Black Bottom, I absolutely. Know. We had those things, so that's why I'm not. I wasn't. This, I don't really believe we should have integrated. I agree. Um, once, once we integrated, we integrated on the, on the joys and the spirits of the others as well, and yeah. the drugs and the alcoholics would took us down. Absolutely, because our drugs and alcohol was different. You know what I mean? Black people ain't trying to be that. Ass. Right, we weren't trying to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really just trying to chill, I, live a little bit. Like we're not yeah. trying to do all that. I couldn't that. even imagine yeah, the first. Be zombies out here. I couldn't. I couldn't even be imagine the first heroin that they talking about. Hey man, what you doing? Oh nothing, George. You don't want to want to try this. Sure I do. Oh, you think you're gonna be hiding me? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm saying like we. That didn't, we didn't really want that. No, we didn't want that. We just wanted to just chill and just live life. So I agree. I never really believed into in, the inner. Malcolm X said the best. Malcolm X said, "We we took everything the white folks had, and we and we wanted it so bad." Well, because they made it, they they placed value on it as if ours was invaluable. I mean, and but we, really but we didn't have was. drugs. We didn't have. We drugs. didn't have none of that. We didn't have none of that. When drugs came about again, heroin on heroin on black folks and crack cocaine took <clears throat> black America to a whole nother disruptive area. You know what I mean? Crack cocaine in itself wiped out hundreds and thousands, if not millions of people and families. You know Absolutely. what I mean? By design. By design. I don't even think it was by design. Why not? I, I, here's why. Because white America with crack cocaine was terrible, right? White America beats us. White America is like a three, I mean, like 200 and had like 259 million, right, mm-hmm. in populations. And we had like 39 million in population, okay, right? I got you. So when you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. there was a South, man, the suburbs were dope, was ridiculous. Warren was towed to hell up with crack cocaine. <laughs> I mean, all of Warren. No, I still believe it was a little <laughs> bit of design, even down to birth control. I, be, I believe it was designed by for poor people. Control, we would have definitely outnumbered them if we didn't have that. I definitely believe it was. I don't believe, <laughs> they I'm, had to bring in the birth It was control, by design, but I believe it was that. designed, but not designed for black people. I think it was just designed for poor people. 
Okay, well, yeah. I'll give you that. I think it was just designed for and poor we just people. Don't happen, some of us just don't happen to fall in that category. He most definitely, um, because because guess what? The, the the, whenever you sell drugs, you are working for the government. We get that. <laughs> you we know what I mean? Know we already get asking that. Asking the government for anything. And if the government, if the government is dumping hundreds of millions into uh, uh, welfare, they they gonna get it back. They found a way. You know what? They gonna, we'll give them $300 a month. They don't spend 200 of it in crack. It's so much we have to unlearn from all of these things that have happened. It's so much we have to unlearn about what we even want as a people. We didn't even... We wanted things that they had, right? We didn't even want our image, our hair, our butts until they wanted them. Exactly. Like, we Lux. have to reprogram and unlearn Lux. that. Yeah. I, we, a lot of us still don't even want our hair. Yeah, that's I had crazy. these discussions. I was a hairstylist for over 20 years, and it took me so much to get my guests to understand. When you walk in the building, the canvas that you come in with is what I want to work with. That's the most beautiful thing you got. You're the only one with it. How can we enhance this? We got to change this, and you got to come in with how many bundles? That's what you think is prettier? And it can be convenient. You can wear it for style. I'm all with it. Not knocking anybody for their style. However, if you don't think what you already have is beautiful— you gonna always want something else. Yes. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but but I, but and that's the, but that's life. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, if you ever get an opportunity, whoever thought to put alligators on and wear them as shoes, <laughs> you had to be a damn idiot. You know what I mean? To sit there and you know what? Put that on my shoes. Well, the skin and, is tough. As a no, native people, we're resourceful. Well, I ain't talking about the skin. I'm talking about people actually wearing the damn heads on their feet. They flash that long thing. I yeah, that long thing. That's what she said. But listen, oh, um, Lord. Okay. I, I set myself up yeah. for that one. Brittany. I did set myself up. I'm sorry. She, she, she I really said myself I thought up. this time you I don't know we better. You left the gate shoes. open, Brittany. And it, then he wanted to bring up the foolishness. You could have we been you, you you right. you talking about St. Paul. You're right. I set myself what about up. St. George. You know what I said? Myself no up. Matter. It's okay. I set that's myself a, up. So, what? This conversation could have been out of communion. You said the wrong thing. I'm taking accountability. <laughs> it was my fault. I set so myself up. So, it's official. It's official. Boo got a waffle called St. Paul. Nah. It comes with whipped cream, walnuts, peanuts. Accountability, okay? Listen. Anyway, so listen, y'all. T- today is a great day. I like to appreciate. Uh, I like to say shout out to um, my man Daryl Nolan. It was a great surprise. Is it great? <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> walked in. I looked at Boo like, "Oh, today is the day." No, literally, I walked in and oh wow, I didn't know we have so many guests. <laughs> well, I, 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 I appreciate all the guests. Yeah, I do I too. Sometimes like to be prepared. That yeah, part. Yeah. That's all. Well, I mean, well, that ain't gonna never happen. I mean, you've been been dealing with Miles now for quite a while. Well, actually, no. I will say this: everything is almost a surprise. I will say this though: but being black, though, it keeps you on your toes. Keeps you on your toes. For sure. For sure. And, book, we have a producer now to show. And the producer keeps us well informed on what's going on. She does. Miles doesn't. I don't. Miles, Miles Miles, you could wake up here and you don't know This is not the Miles Dixon show right now. This is all about Katrina and (laughs) Boog. Katrina, the truth. The truth is. Katrina. Y'all make sure y'all go to Punchline. Tonight, so we can get the truth. Come on, but it might be a lot. Show is at eight o'clock. Listen, (laughs) he asked me about my content. I'm a mother. I was a wife. 
I was a hairstylist. I done been through a lot of things. I put all of that into the set because it's all relatable and it's all funny. It's she, said, uh, she, said she, was a, she said she was yeah. a wife. She I'm here for my son's graduation. She I got a son graduating high school this year. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even give you that. Yeah. Right. She been living up. life. Oh, yeah. But you know black don't crack. So. Hey. Black don't crack. Coming to you That's soon. Oh, and I'm vegan. That helps. <laughs> vegan? Yes, oh. ma'am. Okay. So get, you don't. get a vegan waffle. Never mind. You might just go get a vegan waffle from Bulls. No one made you want to go vegan. I had children, and my children. <laughs> I had kids. I had children, and you see your children struggling with the same things you struggle with: bad skin, sinus and allergies, uh, fatigue, joint and muscle pain. Somebody told me if you get rid of that dairy, your kids won't have to take all this medicine. You won't always have to leave work and miss clients. Nobody'll get sick. You got this mucus buildup. Mm. Da, 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 da. Y'all yeah. know how it go. Absolutely. Because they say it's mucus that's really. Yeah. I tried it. I tried it. Is this a PG show? Because I was about to say no, something. You can say whatever the fuck And then you want I no to. longer had to give head with a runny nose. So you see what I'm saying? When you have sinus and allergy problems, you can't function effectively in your marriage. I wasn't. Hey, oh, wow. Why? Where the Where the Ready. I wasn't so expecting for that. that. Yeah. So the point is. <laughs> no head with a snot and nose. You know, how did we get here? No head with a snot and nose. How did we get here? Brittany, Brittany, just roll with it. Roll with it. So right. Yes. You got to tell the, the truth nowadays. I agree. And yeah. I didn't I'm going to be at that show tonight now. I didn't have to keep taking off work. My family, my household didn't keep getting sick. And it just snowballed from there. The meat just came out. But the dairy was vegan? the first thing. Are they into vegan too? Well, the truth is, uh, they were they, <laughs> they were vegan. And in the... Um, in your absence. In my absence. Yeah. They, they unveganed. And, but they know it as a tool. They When they gotcha. play sports, they're like, during the season, I'm a vegan. And when I'm then not, then back. I'll eat whatever I want. And the choice is theirs. Everybody got their own journey. Yeah. Gotcha. At least I taught them a skill set or I ta- taught them that food can either heal you or hurt you. Ooh, I agree. That's dope. There's only two ways to be sick. You How many more minutes you got? In. Or are you deficient? What time? Five. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's going to be a combination at Waffle Cafe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What makes you happy? So hey. do you exercise with it too? Yes. Okay, cool. I just yeah. want to know. Okay, I mean, I'm telling everybody, work out before and after. <laughs> you come get waffles. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but like bomb. I said, we do got vegan and gluten-free options. You know what I'm saying? So for the folks that... Where your gold chain at with the waffle? You need that gold chain with the waffle. <laughs> I Why would I wear a gold chain? I, I, you, know, I, I, you ain't I, never seen me with no jewelry. Me neither. That ain't even my style. I'm going to be your alter ego. I'm going to walk around with a gold <laughs> chain with a waffle on that bitch. ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. It ain't nothing wrong with being ignorant. I'm so dead. Look, I'm just pulling up to the cafe. For everybody that's listening, we actually are opening today. 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a, two, a Tasty Tuesday segment on Channel 4 yesterday, so we kind of got a bunch of calls and everything. People was like, we're trying to get these waffles, so we was like, we're going to yes. go ahead and give you the preview before the grand opening. So if you want to come and get something today, you can, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., 18685. I'm so proud Liver of so um, Yeah, on the Avenue of Fashion, come mess with us. You know what I'm saying? We got the waffles on deck. Um, for everybody, if you really are a foodie, we have over 50 varieties of waffles, Whoa, sweet 50. and savory. Um, so come and check us out. Mm. Love it. Liver and onions is the name of the street, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Liver and onions. Liver and onions. Right. I never that's heard right. of that. And it's my hood. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's right. I learned something today. Wait a minute. Are you going to have a liver and onion waffles? <laughs> hey, don't, I'll be honest. I don't really. Don't tempt my. Liver and onions is good. 
Could you imagine a waffle with stuff delivered? We, we, we got a Thanksgiving Food waffle that you're going to be doing. It's about to be messed up. Boo's going to come in this bitch fat as fuck. We already, <laughs> we already got, a, we got a loaded baked potato waffle. That's, oh. on, that's part of our uh, savory waffle menu. So, Oh, that's dope. Can make them, she can, they can make the potato a waffle. And they can stuff it whatever they want to, especially if they got a waffle maker. They so, make the, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Other than that, that's, just, that's the thought of it and the sight of it. Just, well, you got you to gotta see it. Savory you got to see it. You got to experience it. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't really know that waffles could go with everything until I started trying some of the, the stuff she put together. And I was like, dang. Yeah, waffle got, goes with fruit. Love it. She got that Go plantain waffle. That plantain waffle <laughs> is a beach. Huh? Waffle okay. is a little bread. Can, waffles can go with anything. You know Mike what I'm said he'll be there, book. So. Mike said he'll be there. That's dope. Y'all got hey, y'all. cornbread waffle down there? That, that's that's dope. dope. That's one of them that's going to be for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Cornbread waffle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. The, the waffle is actually made out of the cornbread. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Filling that. Y'all better pull up. <laughs> Y'all put some honey on that waffle, you know, like cornbread. Yeah. And they probably serve it with greens, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. No, why you playing? So Y'all got to come around for Thanksgiving. That's what he so said for Thanksgiving. See. It's going to be yeah. like Thanksgiving. Ooh. excited. You know, a yam, a yam, macaroni cheese, and greens with a cornbread waffle. Wow. Stuff. That's fat people shit. I like shit. a cafe, one to six. That's some fat people That's shit. Um, you should know. Girl, where um, they can find you at, real quick? They can find me tomorrow, 5 p.m., 8 p.m., at the TULC, the House of Labor, 8670 Grand River Avenue. Bring some funds. Let's help save the black community, y'all. Let's yeah. stop playing. Beep, beep, Katrina, where they can find your funny ass at? You can find me on IG and all other social platforms at Trina with the Truth. That is also my cash app. I do live in L.A. <laughs> no, but you can find me tonight at Punchline Comedy Club, show at 8 p.m. Pull up on us, y'all. We need to laugh more. Yeah. Show. Brittany, where can they find your half and half ass at? Here. Monday, Wednesday, okay. Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30, 11 a.m. We Whatever time I'll Whatever say. time we finish, uh, Facebook, Brittany Chanel. Instagram is me, Brittany Chanel. Check out Little short. I got Survivor as a Ghost Rider coming uh, July 7th. Hey. Bing, bing, bing. Um, I'm Miles Dixon. You can find me on the Rise of Ground Morning Show. My 